Well, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield. And listen, I'm starving right now. I am so hungry. It's almost dinner time, but not yet. So I'm waiting for Hobie to get home. He's been running a bunch of errands and we're going to eat dinner together tonight, which we try to do every night when he's home. But I am so hungry. And I remember I was thinking about what my mom used to say to me when I tell her I was hungry before dinner. She would say, drink some water. Now, why would you tell a 10-year-old to drink some water when they're hungry before dinner? No 10-year-old wants to hear that, but she did. And so I was just remembering that, thinking, maybe I better drink some water to get me through till dinner time. But then I always think, did I ever tell Cade that? I tend to find myself telling Cade things that my mom and dad said to me that I thought was very annoying as a child or a teenager, but then I spew out those same things as an adult to him. It's almost like I've earned the right to say this. I'm an adult and I'm a parent now, so you're just going to listen. But I'm sure Cade looks at me like, you've gone crazy with some of the stuff I tell him to do or whatever. The things our parents say and then we find ourselves saying it, God bless us, right? So anyway, I'm hungry. I don't cook, but I've got model meals waiting for me. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about model meals before. My sweet friend Danica Breisha started model meals. This is not an ad, but I'll tell you, they're delicious. They come to your door delivered totally fresh, and then you put them in the oven. They're Whole30 approved, and I love them because they're just really healthy and really delicious, and I am the worst cook ever. Uh, speaking of my mom, she is the best cook ever. She's Italian and she makes eggplant parmesan and spaghetti and meatballs and dinner rolls like no other. And it's very sad because my sister and I have no desire to cook. We just didn't get the cooking gene. And so I'm sure she's very depressed about that. Um, but yeah, poor Hobie, I don't cook. However, Model Mills is delicious. And I always get questions like, well, where do they deliver? So just for the record, because I talk about them a lot, they deliver in Southern California, Northern California, and Phoenix, Arizona. So for Southern California, LA, Orange County, Santa Barbara, San Diego, Riverside, and San Bernardino, and then Northern Cal, San Francisco Bay Area, and Arizona, Phoenix. So they're expanding, but these are the main areas. And if you live in any of those areas, take advantage of it. I'll link to model meals in the show notes at amyporterfield.com forward slash 282. I didn't mean to talk about them right now, but I'm so hungry that all I can think about is food. And you might be thinking, well, just stop and go eat. You're an adult. Well, I'm waiting for Hobie. And so, and I want to get all my work done before I sit down and eat dinner and maybe watch a little Netflix. So there you go. But I'm excited about today's episode. We are talking about repurposing content and you are going to love this episode. So I'm going to share a step-by-step -step strategy for you to take one single piece of content and repurpose it 10 different ways. You and I both know how much time it takes to create a really stellar piece of content, right? Hours, if not days, to create something that we want to wow our audiences with. And then we hit publish, we put it out into the world, and it just stays in that one location. And then we're moving on to creating our next piece of content. And that can be sad sometimes, right? Like, you know that blog post or podcast episode that you put out there that you're like, this is a masterpiece. This is something that needs to be seen by all. And then it goes on your blog and it's only seen by your blog traffic. 
There's so much more that we can do. So let's leverage it to work harder for you by packaging it up in different shapes and sizes so that your ideal audience can consume it in a variety of ways. Repurposing your content should become part of your content creation process. I don't consider repurposing as a nice-to-have system in my business. I see it as a must. Whether you take a couple of the strategies and start implementing them yourself immediately, or you have help and you can put them all into place, just promise me you won't let yet another week go by where you create content, put your blood, sweat, and tears into it, and you only put it out one time in one location promise me you're going to do more with it. I know we've been on a mission to do so, so I hope you do the same. Before we get there, a quick listener shout out. This shout out is for Lori from the SIO Academy. So Lori says, I've been listening to Amy for just over a year now, and I love her podcast. She has helped me work through so many tasks for my business. She gives me the details that I need to get started now. I find myself saving her episodes to listen to over and over. There's always something more to learn and implement. Thank you, Amy, for being wicked awesome. Well, thank you so very much for the sweet podcast review. During the time that I was just reading that, I don't know if you guys could hear, but Scout had to run in, give me a little lick on the arm, and then run out. I don't know what that was about, but if you could hear the little pitter-patter, that's what was going on. But Lori, I really appreciate this, and I love that you're a hungry learner and a woman who takes what she learns and implements it, girl after my own heart. So thanks again, and I appreciate you being a listener. When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. Yikes. That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm gonna keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today, tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. All right, here's how I'm going to break this idea of repurposing your content down. I'm a podcaster and I know many of you listening are too. So for the sake of illustration, I'm going to show you what it looks like to take a single podcast episode and repurpose it in 10 ways. Now, if you're a blogger or you create videos for a weekly video show as your consistent content, then just take the ideas I give you today and tweak them if necessary to fit for your platform. The ideas I share with you will spark some of your own ideas too, so just make sure to jot down any ideas you have along the way. Deal? I'll include the entire list that I'm going to go through right now in the show notes at amyporterfield.com forward slash 282. So I've got you covered. 
All right, here we go. To start off, you'll sit down and record your podcast audio, just like I'm doing here. If you want to get some extra mileage out of your content, do a video recording at the same time. This usually works better for interviews, though, because it might be a little weird you just sitting there and filming yourself talking, but some people do. I don't love that, but others do. So do what works best for you. I have an episode coming up where I'm going to be recording an interview with Jill and Josh Statton of Screw the 9 to 5, and I think our plan is to record the interview on video while we're doing it. And I've done that one time with Rachel Hollis, and I did it another time with Stu McLaren, And it's always so much fun. I did it one time with Hobie and he was so awkward. I had to turn off the video camera. So sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it does give you a little extra mileage because you could send out the video as well as posting the audio for your podcast. Okay. From there, you're going to take that single piece of audio and you're going to publish it on iTunes and Spotify and iHeartRadio, wherever you publish your podcast, just like you normally do. So this is your primary piece of content that you'll then repurpose in all kinds of shapes and sizes. Now, for those of you that are bloggers or you have a video show, your primary piece of content that you're going to repurpose will be your written blog or your video, but you get that, right? Another thing I want to mention before we go over all the different ways that you can repurpose your content is this. It is not possible or a good idea to do all of these 10 tasks yourself. If you tried, you'd end up being stretched too thin. And more importantly, it would take you away from what you do best, creating and delivering your primary piece of content every single week. So I'm going to encourage you to either hire a virtual assistant, a VA, or have someone on your team help you out with these tasks. Or if you're going to do them alone, don't do all of them. Pick and choose the ones that speak the most to you. Now, 10 years in, I have a team that helps me with every single one of these tasks besides actually sitting down and recording this podcast for you. But when I first started out, I began using a VA for just five hours per week, and I couldn't believe all the things that she got done in that small amount of time. So you've got to look at delegating out the majority of these tasks as a key investment in your business. If you've been thinking about hiring a VA, but you're not exactly sure what to give them, give them this list of 10 ways to repurpose your content. This is a great place to start believe me, the payoff will be tenfold because you'll be getting your content out there in so many different ways and on a variety of platforms, which is going to help you grow your audience. And the more eyeballs on your content, the more potential raving fans and paying customers. Am I right or am I right? Let's dive into how you're going to repurpose that primary piece of content. And remember, for the sake of illustration, I'll be talking about how to repurpose a single podcast episode. Good? All right. Repurpose number one is to transcribe the podcast audio. Okay, so you likely already do this, right? But let's talk about the importance. When you repurpose your content by transcribing it, you can then upload that transcript to your website which you can then link up to on your show notes as an additional way for your audience to consume your content. Some of my listeners tell me that they like to print out the transcripts and make notes and highlight certain areas. But here's the thing. I don't think tons and tons of people click that link and read my transcript. 
And with that, you might be saying, then why the heck are you wasting your time doing it and suggesting it to us right now? Well, another great thing about including the transcript on your website as a link in your show notes. So I want to be clear, you're clicking on a link in the show notes and a new window on your WordPress site is opening up and it's just the transcript. It's just all the words of the transcript from your podcast episode in a new window on your website. The reason why we do it this way is it's great SEO juice, meaning that page has the potential to show up in more Google searches, and it does. So the trick to get that extra SEO love is that you've got to have the transcript copy on an actual website page. So just want to point that out. Okay, speaking of show notes, that's repurpose way number two. Create your show notes by using either the outline or script you created to record the podcast, or you can even use part of your transcript. So you might already be doing show notes as well, but I just want to point this one out because not everybody does. I would not recommend just pasting your transcript copy as your show notes because that's not going to be a good reader experience. You want to format your show notes in a way that is easy and interesting to read. You can, however, take snippets from it and then grab the main points you covered and bullet them out and then add some personalized copy that will draw people into your show notes and actually read them. It'll take a little time to craft your show notes in the format that you like, but don't feel like you need to recreate the wheel here. Start with words you actually used in your podcast episode, add a little extra personalization, add some bullets and formatting, make them easy to read, and there you go. So I bring this one up because I think really well done show notes can go a long way. And if somebody's new to your podcast and they're not yet listening, you might grab their attention from really well done show notes that they get some value from. And then of course you are linking to say, go listen to the full episode. So you can get creative with your show notes and maybe even add an image that might relate to what you talked about in the show notes. You can have a little fun with these as well. Okay, so you already know about those first two, transcripts and show notes, but I wanted to include them in case you're not doing them, and I wanted to give you that little trick about how to use the transcript. Don't make it just a PDF that people download, put it on a web page. Repurpose number three is to take snippets from either the transcript, your outline, or show notes that you've created and craft an email that will notify your subscribers of your new podcast episode. So let's say you shared five steps to a strategy on your podcast. You could mention a couple of those steps in the email to pique your subscribers' interest, and then you link them to the actual episode where they can listen in. Okay, this one's actually really important. A lot of the times when my students hear me say, you should email your subscribers every single week, my students look at me and say, what am I supposed to be emailing about? What content am I supposed to be putting in those emails? And if you are doing a weekly podcast, a weekly blog post, or a weekly video, as you should, pick one and do it every single week consistently. Consistency wins out all your competitors. If you are posting once a week your original content, that's what you're emailing about. And that's why repurpose number three is you're taking some of the best points from your podcast and you're piquing their interest in the email saying, go listen. 
You're going to get more downloads if your subscribers listen to your podcast, and also they'll start to tell their friends about it if it's a really good episode, which I'm sure it is. So I often say that your weekly content, let's say your weekly podcast episode, it actually has two functions. Number one, you're putting it out into the world to hopefully attract more people to your world, your audience. So you're growing your audience by putting out new original content. You're posting it on social, maybe running some ads to it. Maybe other people are sharing it. So you're hoping to attract a bigger audience by your weekly content. The second reason why you are, let's say, blogging or podcasting every single week is that you're building a relationship with your existing subscribers on your email list. You're saying, hey, you're here for a reason, and I've got something new for you each and every week. Go check out my latest podcast episode. So one piece of content every week is serving two really important purposes. You're growing a relationship with your existing subscribers because you're directing them to go listen to the latest. And two, you're attracting a bigger audience by putting it out into the world. So just wanted to make that really clear. All right, repurpose number four, have someone read through your transcript and pull out two or three really good quotes or stats that can be turned into quote or statistic graphics that you use on social media. So by the way, this is a great job for a VA And just have them create the graphic in the free design tool Canva, C-A-N-V-A. I'll link to it in my show notes, which has pre-formatted social media image size designs that you can just plug your quotes in and you're good to go. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products, and I want to talk about Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. 
Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. So I always like when I teach something pretty simple, like use quote cards, someone might say, yeah, I've heard that one before. Great. Are you doing it on a weekly basis? Because if not, here's your reminder. Okay. Repurpose number five. Now that you have the show notes, your email copy, and some really great quotes and stats to pull from, use snippets from those to create social media posts. So it's fine to create one social media post and use it across all of your platforms, but just make sure to tweak it a bit so you're using the language of that platform and it doesn't make your reader feel like you just copied and pasted. For example, I wouldn't post on Facebook and say link in bio, right? Or I wouldn't say swipe up. So you need to make sure that the call to action makes sense for the platform you put it on. But yeah, you could take snippets out of your podcast episode and turn those into actual social media posts. Find a great image. Last week, I talked about a photo shoot. Grab one of your images from your photo shoot and then take some of the stuff you talked about in that podcast and make it into a full-blown social media post, just a snippet of it. So you'll massage it a little and make it your own, but you're not coming up with any new ideas. So this tends to work really well. All right, repurpose number six, select a really juicy 15 or 30 second audio clip in your episode and use the app called Wave, W-A-V-V-E, and turn that audio clip into a video highlight to promote your episode on social media. So this is a great way to catch the attention of your audience and make them want to listen to your episode, especially if you grab a really juicy, quick clip. So I'll link up to the Wave app in my show notes, but you can also see how I use it if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook. Instagram, we use it a lot. So I'm at Amy Porterfield on Instagram. So we share the Wave clips in both places to promote my latest podcast episodes every Thursday. So Thursday morning, you will see Wave in action, especially on Instagram stories. So check it out. And you'll see that we use the same template every single week. Repurpose number seven, take the content you created and format it into an article on medium.com. Anyone can post an article here and you can elect to have your article reviewed by medium curators and they will share it if it's something they think will benefit their audience. Pretty cool, right? There are probably other websites in your niche that you can do the same thing. So maybe Google and do a little research, but you can also use the article as a guest post on somebody else's blog or online publication. So to be clear, I'm talking about taking your podcast episode, turning it into a full-blown article that you can post on Medium or somebody else's website. So you might want to change it around if you're guest posting, you're going to want to add a twist to it or change it around and use some different images so it's not identical to your blog post, but you can definitely work off what you've already done and kind of give it a twist. 
Repurpose number eight, create a freebie. Now you all have seen me do this a bunch of times, right? So you take the content from your podcast episode and you then decide how could I create a checklist or a worksheet or a guide that would be helpful to my audience. So you could use the freebie as a way to capture emails, which I think that's the best way to do, or you could promote this freebie on your own, or more importantly, just do both. So you could create the checklist and say, hey guys, if you're listening to this podcast episode and you want a cheat sheet that will show you exactly how to do this, make sure to go to my show notes and you can download it there and people will opt in to get the freebie. But then here's the deal. You could take that freebie as a standalone. And in the notes of that freebie, like in the footer, you could say to get more information or to dive in deeper to this topic, go listen to podcast episode XYZ. So you actually give them the checklist, but then in the footer, you say, you want more? Well, I've got a podcast episode that dives deep into this. So if that would make sense for the content, you could then just promote the freebie as a standalone on social media or in Facebook ads or whatever you might want to do. But the important thing here is you're creating a freebie, but you're putting it behind an opt-in. People need to give you their name and email in order for them to get that freebie. Really important. You know how I feel about that. And if you want to see this in action, a really recent great example, episode 281, where I talked about how to do a photo shoot, I created an entire checklist of the pre-photo shoot plan and what to do during a photo shoot and what to do after. So that freebie is really good. You can go check it out. All right. Repurpose number nine is to use parts of your content as an answer to frequently asked questions questions. So you won't necessarily have something to use from every episode, but when you have the same questions come up time and again, and you know you've already covered that question, then use that existing content to add to your website or your course FAQ area. So an example of this is that we have created a question and answer vault inside of Digital Course Academy, my online training program. And so if someone were to ask a question about the difference between free content and paid content, well, I did an entire podcast episode about that. And so when somebody asks that question, and I've seen it come up over and over again with my students, I will say, great question. And I'll give a little blurb about the difference, like in a snapshot. And then I'll say, To get the full details about how to implement this into your business, listen to this podcast and I'll give the title of the podcast and link to it. So if you use frequently asked questions anywhere, even in customer support, so we'll do this with customer support. We have a document of the most commonly asked questions we get from potential students that are thinking about buying our courses. And if they ask a question related to content that I've covered on the podcast, We'll answer their question in a quick snapshot, and then we'll say, if you want to dive in deeper, make sure to listen to Amy's podcast episode. And it's a great way for people that are not yet in my world, they're not yet my customers or my students, to get a little taste of how I teach and how I add value. So use your content to answer frequently asked questions. You need to be deliberate about this, but it works great inside of your courses in like an FAQ vault, and it works great for customer support as well. Okay, we're in the final stretch, repurpose number 10. It's all about video. Now, stay with me here because this one is really valuable when you make the effort to actually do it. So 
you do a podcast episode. And now that you have a transcript, because that was repurpose strategy number one, you have this transcript, go through the transcript and highlight sections that you could do a quick two to three minute video about. Whether that video goes on IGTV or an IG story or a Facebook live or just a recorded video that you put on Facebook, whatever you want to do, there are little snippets throughout your bigger piece of content that you can just riff off of on video. So for example, last week I did that podcast episode all about having to do a photo shoot. And in the very beginning of the podcast episode, I talked about showing up even when you don't think that you look good enough for a photo shoot. You might not like your weight or how you look in general or whatever. And I gave some advice about what I've done. Just a little hint. One of the things I've done is I've made it an effort to, or I made an effort to follow social media sites and different companies and businesses that show all different shapes and sizes of women so that I don't have this skewed sense of how I'm supposed to look. And so I I talked about this in the podcast episode, but I could take just that little snippet and record a two to three minute video saying, let me give you a quick tip about how to get ready for a photo shoot and how to get your mind in the right place. And then I could talk about changing the way you look at social media and the images you see online. Right away, that's a video, boom. And then I could take another snippet from that episode about locations of photo shoots. And there's some really creative things that you can do to find a great location if you're not going to do it at home. And I gave a few resources to look into. That could be a snippet for a video. And so if you just take the transcript and you highlight two or three different snippets that you could do on video, That week, you could say, okay, I'm committed to doing two to three videos, whether they be on IG stories or Facebook Live or a recorded video, I'm just going to get them done and get them out there. And guess what you get to do? You get to say, hey, if you like this tip, I get into a whole lot more tips and insights on my podcast episode. Go check out episode 281. Pretty nice, right? So this is great, easy content that you've already worked so hard to create. Number 10 is my favorite by far my favorite. And if you just get into the habit of using the transcript, finding the snippets and making the videos, they could go a long way, but everything takes a little time, effort, and planning, and you've got to be intentional about this or it won't get done. So if you choose just two or three of these repurposed tips and strategies, I hope you choose number one, which is you have the transcript, and I hope you choose number 10, which you take that transcript and you do something with it in terms of live or recorded video. Okay, so I just went through the 10 ways to repurpose, and I'm going to go through that list really quick at the end to wrap this up, but I actually have one more way to repurpose because I love you that much. I wanted to throw in a bonus repurpose twist. So here's what I want you to do. You're going to put out that one piece of original content, and then you're going to repurpose it in a few different ways that I've talked about here. And then you're going to pay very close attention to what resonates the most with your audience. So remember, we've got to pay attention to what our audience is responding to the most, not only what they're clicking like on the most or hearting the most, but also the comments and the conversations and what you're hearing in DMs, what is resonating with them the most. And I'm talking about just a piece of the content that you've put out there. That piece of content could then become a new piece of original content 
Do you get what I'm throwing down here? So let me give you an example. I'm going to just stay with this photo shoot episode. At the time of this recording, the photo shoot episode hasn't gone live, but by the time you hear this episode, it was last week. So let's pretend that the photo shoot episode 281 goes out and everybody loved the part where I showed how to organize all your photos in different folders on Dropbox so that nobody on your team will ever use a photo that you do not like from a photo shoot. So let's say I took that little piece of content from the bigger episode and I made a video about it. And I got so many great comments and tons of questions about how to organize Dropbox from a photo shoot. So right there, that could be a bigger standalone episode. So the next time I'm thinking about my batch of podcast episodes, I could say, you know what? Organizing things on Dropbox was a huge hit. So I could show them specifically how to organize a photo shoot on Dropbox at a deeper level in a podcast episode, but I could also show how to organize an entire digital course on Dropbox, how to organize an entire launch on Dropbox. For the record, DCA members, they have that already. I teach you how to organize your launch and course creation on Dropbox, but let's pretend I was going to do that for my podcast. So if I got a lot of great feedback, that could be a podcast episode. So the point here is to pay attention to what people like the most and then grab onto that. Make a note in your planner. Don't forget that topic. Go back to it. So repurposing shines a light on just specific content And then you're going to get some more ideas based on the feedback. So that's a little repurposed twist that you can do as well. You just got to pay attention. All right. So let's recap. Are you ready? Number one, you've got a transcript. Two, show notes. Three, you're emailing your list every single week, inviting them to check out your latest podcast, blog post, or video show. Number four, quote or statistic graphic. Five, social media post. Six, audio clip, video highlight through wave.com. Number seven, guest post on another website or blog. Number eight, create a freebie checklist or worksheet to grow your email list. Number nine, answers to frequently asked questions. 10, create videos, both live and pre-recorded with snippets from the original content. And the bonus twist, keep an eye out for a single point that really resonated with your audience after you published your content and repurposed your content and drill down on that for your next podcast episode. Or if you don't want to do it that way, use it for a Facebook live so that you can have it a standalone and get it on Facebook as well. Whatever you want to do, but use it. Can you see the beauty of taking all your hard work and making the most of your efforts through repurposing one piece of content. You already put your blood, sweat, and tears into that. So let's make it live on even longer. Okay. So let me give you your marching orders. Number one, the next time you put out an original piece of content, blog, podcast, video, I want you to then decide in that moment, how am I going to repurpose it? Take two to three of the strategies that I've given you here and put them into motion. Now, the second thing I want to tell you is use a VA to help you do this or somebody on your team. So when you start to think about the different ways you want to repurpose, start to think, who can I delegate this to? So I'm not doing it. I don't think you need to do any of these except number 10. You will need to actually show up on video. So that's the only one where you actually need to do it 
All the others can be done through a VA or somebody on your team. You do not need to do this alone. But I will say you need to be intentional. If you say you're going to do it, you've got to plan it. You need to put it in your project management tool like Asana or whatever you use, and you need to make sure that you have some help. So that's the way you're going to get this into motion. All right. I cannot wait to see what you create. Before I let you go, let's wrap this up properly. Okay. Before I wrap up, I'm very excited about next week's episode. It's documentary style. It's a week in the life of episode, which means for one consecutive week, I checked in via audio every morning and every evening. So I'm going to share with you how I set up my week and what my days look like and what I'm actually working on. But more importantly, I'm going to take you behind the scenes and share my thoughts and my feelings and my insights as I navigate through the week. To give you a few little hints, I take a trip the week that I recorded this episode. I'm not going to tell you where I went, but it was only a one overnight trip, and I was back with Scouty and in my bed very soon after, and I'll tell you why the trip was so fast. Number two, I'm going to share with you a brand new piece of exercise equipment that got delivered the week I was doing the week in the life, and I'm obsessed with it for the record. Number three, I'm going to talk about some conversations Hobie and I have had that have been a little bit tough, not my favorite, but they were important for our marriage and the fact that I work a little too much and he doesn't necessarily love that. So we're going to talk about that as well. And I'm going to share a few other personal things I've never shared on the podcast before during the week in the life episode. Week in the life is for some reason really hard for me to say and very hard for me to say fast, but there I go. All right, guys, thank you so very much for tuning in. Don't forget that this episode is sponsored by my free masterclass all about list building, amyporterfield.com forward slash list building. If you are not growing your email list every single day, I can help you set that foundation so that doing business online becomes a whole lot easier. amyporterfield.com forward slash list building. All right. Thank you so very, very much for tuning in. I'll see you same place, same time next week. Bye for now.